the importance of a really good proposal is that it's your chance to get them to clearly see how you can help them, what their investment will be, and then of course, how they can get started. That's it. It's, it's, those, it's those things. How can you help them? How much is it gonna cost them? And when can they get started? I say it a lot and I will say it again, where there is clarity, there is revenue. And when it comes to presenting your offer to someone, if you aren't clear, you will lose them. What I'm going to review today can really be for any type of business and you will find value, but it's really for the type of business that works with clients one-on-one. And if you have a business that has a sales process, that involves a phone call, perhaps a demo or a presentation, something where you're one-on-one talking to this prospect. And then your sales process also has this, a proposal. I love proposals. I love, I actually love receiving them because when somebody says, I'm going to send over a proposal for me, it's like, I get excited because they hold some type of a promise and they have the potential to solve a problem that I have. And if the proposal comes and it doesn't do that, I'm really, really disappointed But I've come to love proposals this year, especially in my business, because we've implemented them on on a different level this year. And we really studied how can we make our proposals more awesome, more beautiful, and really effective so that we close more deals. So In a typical sales call, you will learn what your prospect's needs are. You're listening to their pain points and you're determining if what you offer is the solution to their problem. And you're seeing if you're going to be a fit to work together. And essentially, the goal is to make their life easier and better with the solution that you have. So in this discovery call, you then educate them on how you can help and then inevitably the question comes, so how much is this going to cost me, right? So this is where some businesses will review the pricing on the phone and then they'll do some follow-up, but it's also the point where you can put it all together and send it in a proposal. But the thing is, is that many businesses are actually not sending a proposal at all. They're just sending an email with a little bit of a follow-up. And sometimes they're not even doing that. They're just saying, okay, you got the details. Let me know if you're interested and want to move forward. So today I want to talk about how you can dramatically increase the amount of deals you're closing by sending out a proposal, whether it's you doing it yourself or your team doing it. I want to go deep into proposals, but not just the idea of sending a proposal, but sending one that really inspires that viewer, that prospect to take action and essentially buy. The proposal process is something that I think is really overlooked in a lot of businesses. So either businesses just aren't sending proposals at all, or they think their industry doesn't need to do that. It doesn't make sense. Their audience doesn't care, or they are sending something out, but it's something that 
is either so confusing or so underwhelming that it actually hurts the deal and then they lose the deal altogether. So today, I want to introduce you to the idea of a proposal or thinking about your proposal in a way that will make you further stand out from your competition and further sell your solution. So that's what I'm covering today with you. And let's remember, the prospects that you're speaking with are usually comparison shopping. They want the best value and the greatest deal, right? But most importantly, they need to feel confident that the person or company they choose to do business with is going to solve their problem and really help them. And today, I want that to be you. I want that to be you as the one that they chose over the competitors. That's why we're talking about this. And I only talk about things that I've implemented into my business and have seen results. And we did this in our business. We upped our game when it came to proposals. It was actually an easy thing to do, super easy. And I can just tell you that the percentage of deals closed was ridiculous in a good way, in a really, really good way. It was so awesome that even when COVID hit and there might've been this period of time where there was less people coming in for our services and everything kind of froze, even with the less amount by having this, we closed a super high percentage. So it was like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm telling you, this is why. This is a big, huge reason why. So what you don't wanna be is the person sending a proposal and it being so bad that you actually made their decision even easier to go with the other company. They're like, process of elimination, that was awful. You don't wanna be the person that follows up with a horrible follow-up email either, that they're just like, oh, Hmm. Yep. I'm just not feeling it. I'm going to go search out more competitors or other businesses and see if they can be my solution. So if you are doing proposals or you're going to start doing them, just make sure that you're doing them right. Make sure that they're actually helping you and not hurting you. And I'm telling you, like I said, it's really not hard to do. It's actually pretty simple to do. So I'm going to talk about what bad, ineffective proposals look like, and I'm also going to talk about what really good ones look like, the ones that get you the results you want. So of course, not having one at all will be ineffective. It will have no effect because you're not sending it. But if you do have one and it's just kind of meh, or it's filled with a bunch of legal jargon and all kinds of like details of process and you know all these things that just bore somebody it's not going to be effective see what happens is that salespeople will hear somebody leaning towards a yes on the phone right tell me if you, tell me if you know this situation or you've experienced it there's a super strong interest on the other line and they're asking for more information and you're like yes okay they want me to send them something that means they're they're super interested i've i've got them on the line I'm so close to closing this deal. They're saying things like they're excited and they think this could work really well for them. And so what many salespeople will do here is they send up their follow-up email and they thank them for their time. And then they do a quick 
recap maybe of what they discussed. And then it just kind of goes like, hey, let me know if you're interested or want to move forward. And then a day goes by and you either follow up or you don't. Hopefully you are. But maybe you are following up again and then you're following up in two days and then maybe three days and then maybe you're just not following up anymore because you realize, "Eh, I think I've been ghosted. They're not responding to me. So what happened is that there was this huge opportunity from them being excited on the phone about the solution that you have and then nothing happens. They, they got lost and the salesperson thinks that because they were so excited on the call that they're probably just going to reach out to say, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to send you my money. They assume that that person's going to be ready to close the next day. Just send over that invoice. I'm, I'm ready to go. And you know what? Sometimes that does happen right away, but oftentimes that person might be excited if you've done a great job on the phone, but then they get off the phone and they may have another call with your competition right after or the next day, or they have a couple calls scheduled to, to vet out who they want to work with, or they simply just get pinged by other calls and tasks, or they're working from home and their daughter who's homeschooling needs them because she can't get on her Zoom call, or they have another meeting that they're late for, and then all of a sudden they're being assigned all these other tasks and things that they need to do, and what conversation you just had with them just disappeared. And so that feeling of being excited about your solution, while while it was super real in the moment, it becomes less of a priority now. So they still have that pain point, but now they've got all these other things to worry about. So what can you do as a salesperson to reinforce those good feelings and make them see you as the one that's going to solve their problem and make it easy for them so that they don't have to take all these steps and and do all these things and, and try to hunt you down? Well, if you can send them something that makes them want to take action and revives those feelings, then you can close that deal. This is your chance to show your value. And if you don't show that in your proposal, they will probably go to the person that communicated all of that to them in a way that was crystal clear. So here's the thing. Now let's talk about them getting the proposal. If they get the proposal and it feels like work to them because they have so much reading to do, have you ever seen those? Have you ever gotten one of those? I've gotten one of those proposals. It's like 15 pages long. It's like so overwhelming that I I literally will snooze it and say, okay, you know what? I'll get to that later this week. I don't even have time to begin. Like I can't even get through the first paragraph. If people have to dig through and, and find your, what was that? emails she sent me on pricing? What was that thing that maybe had more information so I don't have to dig through all of this? Or if they have to try to remember notes that they took on the call with you, or if if the proposal just doesn't contain all of those important things that they need to know, like the really, really important things, you're going to lose their interest. And if they don't feel intrigued right away and they don't feel excited, they're not going to keep reading. Then there's things like you might even have totally lost them because you might have done a pretty decent job on the proposal. You might have done a really great job on the proposal, 
but then they get to the end of it and they have no idea what to do. It becomes so confusing. So they're just like, I, I'm, wait, okay, so I've got that information. Do I eat? What do I do now? What do I do now? Some people, that's just the big mistake that they make. They have no clear direction at the end of the proposal of what that person is supposed to do. I'm going to get into that in a little bit, actually. But just understand that the importance of a really good proposal is that it's your chance to get them to clearly see how you can help them what their investment will be, and then of course, how they can get started. That's it. It's, it's, those, it's those things. How can you help them? How much is it going to cost them? And when can they get started? So we're going into that right now. I will tell you that in our business, we have different proposal templates, and then we will customize them for a particular client's need. But pretty much all of those templates will address all of those items. And then we just personalize it to who that person was. And if we did a really good job listening, we know what those pain points were that we want to address. And we know exactly how we can be their solution. So for the most part, though, those templates all have the same goals, which is to identify the problem, show them how we can solve it. And then let's really show them how it makes their life so much better. And what is that first thing that they need to do? to get started. So hopefully you've had a bunch of these this these points covered in your sales call. But of course people have to hear things or see things multiple times, right? So now that you've done your your call where you discovered all of these things, you have that information and now you can put it all together in a really neat and tidy proposal. Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Backstage Business Podcast. I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Draw Shop. At The Draw Shop, we make animated videos that just work. Did you know that most businesses are struggling to increase their sales simply because they don't stand out? At The Draw Shop, we use a scientifically proven formula to create animated videos that just work. With customers such as Uber, Twitter, Google, United Nations, Lockheed Martin, Netflix, and more, we know that creating messages that are impossible to misunderstand, it's critical to attracting more customers and keeping your audience engaged so that you can stand out as the best in your industry. Find out more information at thedrawshop.com. So what is the proposal going to look like? Well, the first page of your proposal, that first paragraph, you can have it be, you can call it a cover letter if you'd like. I'd, it's just our first page and it's got a cool picture on there. And it's got one short paragraph. And what does it do? It talks about the customer. It talks about them, not us. See, what most businesses do is that they will start a proposal that is all about their company and who they are, what their mission statement is, how long they've been in business, how they have great customer service, blah, blah, blah. It's not that that stuff doesn't matter. It matters. But your prospect in that moment doesn't care. They only have so much time and they want that time to be interesting. They want it to captivate their attention, but really they want it to be productive. They, they want to make sure that it's helping them. So instead of talking about yourself, talk about the needs and the problem that they divulge to you on your discovery call with them. They already know what you do because they sought you out and somehow you you guys got an, an appointment on the calendar to speak together. So they, they know what you do. They know about your business. 
and you had a conversation with them. So remember, you have this very brief moment to get them hooked enough to keep reading. You don't have to rehash who your company is. They already know. Now's the time to show that you were listening and you care. So keep this part super simple and make it about what you can do for them and their specific problem. And this is, this is where you show them that you're super on board with them and you totally have that empathy and you get what they are struggling with. And this is why they came to you to begin with, because they have this struggle. But then when you actually show that you heard it and you understand it, oh my gosh, now you're that much closer. So let me give an example. Let's say, let's say you are a CFO for hire, right? And you're, you're trying to take on a new client. So instead of talking about your years of expertise and how much of, of a family business you are and, and how at the office you work together so great and that they have this whole team that's going to be behind them and help them and you give all these good vibes and there's all these great things in your office and uh, I, just going on all about who you are. They likely already know this because they've researched you to just enough to make the call or they were referred to you. So they know enough to be where they're at right now. You don't need to say all of that. And even, even more is that they, they probably just don't care about any of that in this stage of the game. So instead of going through all of that, start the first part with something like, hey, as the owner of your business, we know that your plate is full every day. Having to oversee the tedious tasks of bookkeeping and making sure that you stay on track with budgets is one more thing to deal with that you likely don't enjoy. You need a trusted partner to take that over for you so that you can do what you do best and enjoy more free time without having to worry about all of this money. So suddenly something like that written very simply with no complicated terms, suddenly it's about the customer. Suddenly they see themselves in that picture and you heard them. So after that brief paragraph, maybe just a few sentences, if that, the next part is to intrigue them and keep them interested. So this is where you tell them how you can help them. And this is where you paint the picture of how awesome life will look once they have you as a partner. So something like, imagine being able to focus on the things you love in your business and make smart money decisions fast without having to spend hours crunching numbers and analyzing reports. Oh my gosh, if I heard that, I'd be like, I hate analyzing reports. I wanna know quickly if I can do this or that. Who's the person that I can ask? Because I don't wanna have to sit there and go through all of those numbers. Yuck, I'm a marketing person. I just like to see results. I only like to measure when I can see quick results, but I don't want to have to do all the analysis myself. No. So that would totally speak to me. And if I can imagine that, well, yeah, that would be amazing. Again, now I feel like this person heard me and what I need. So paint the difference here of working with you and not working with you. Like what happens if they don't work with you? Are they going to stay stuck there? Are you going to have the same frustrations? What do they stand to lose and what do they stand to gain? The next part is 
telling them about the investment. And this is important. I said investment. Now in their mind, they're thinking, what is this going to cost me? But you don't want to use that word because cost has such a negative feeling about it. It's like you're taking money from me. Nobody wants to give their money, right? It's quite different to say investment than it is saying, hey, the price of this is going to be, or it's going to cost you that. An investment lets them know that there is a return coming. When you think of the word investment, you feel like, okay, I'm investing in something because I'm going to get something out of it, whether it's time back or peace of mind or actual dollars. They're going to get something in return. And people do want to know this pretty quickly. So put it out there. List what the investment is. Answer that question for them. They don't need to jump through all these hoops. Let them know because you're proud of it because you know that you're, they're going to get something back for it. And then after this part, this is the great time to insert your testimonials or your case studies, whether that's a video testimonial or just a written testimonial, or maybe actual case studies from your clients where you you show your happy clients and what they gained from working with you. And when you do show case studies, make it really quick bullet points here. It doesn't need to be a long drawn out story. This isn't a long sales letter. It's, just, it's simply stating the results. You wanna show where the customer was before they worked with you, what their struggle was, what happened when they work with you, and then the amazing results they had after working with you. It's really, really simple. You just show those things and then people can quickly see the benefit of working with you. You want your prospects to say, hey, that could be me too. I was kind of like that. Again, we're trying to be simple and brief, not a 20-page terms and services agreement. This is just a proposal. So depending on what your service is, this is a great place to show samples or a portfolio to really get them excited. So you've already done your testimonials. You've already done some case studies. Now is a great place to really show some of your work. And again, if you don't have something that's actually visible to show, that's fine. It can show within your testimonials and those case studies. But if you do have something to show, like you're a designer of some sort, it's a great place to show a few pieces and not a ton, just a few. We don't want to overwhelm. And then the last part is so simple. But believe it or not, it's where a lot of people mess up. And I talked about this earlier, and so I'm returning to it. So I see this actually a lot in all kinds of marketing. And it's when people forget to put a clear call to action. And it's so fuzzy. And it's people just don't know what to do. Like, what are the next steps? So you probably know that feeling. There's nothing like getting so excited about something but then you have no clue how to take action. Like you've, you've watched this great webinar or you've heard this great talk and you're so excited about the topic and what this person can do, but then you have no idea what to do next to be a part of it. And if somebody is on the verge of saying yes, you want to make it super easy for them to do so. Because again, 
Remember, your attention span can go in 80 different directions at any time. So make it so easy that they only have a second to do it. It's like it's like that feeling of being in a big store when you find the perfect outfit, but then you're like, okay, now where do I go check out? I'm, I'm ready to hand over my money. Like, where do I go? There's no signs. Or, or even worse, there's like long lines everywhere and there's no one there to take your money. So you're like, oh, what do I do? And then your excitement just dies and you put down the item and you leave and you go to another place where you can find it. And then you probably have a much better experience because somebody's there willing to take your money. <laughs> it's the same with your proposal. You want to make it easy. So there's a lot of um, proposal programs out there, software programs that you you can actually have a contract or a payment link in there. But if you are some type of a service company where maybe somebody has to make a decision in that proposal, there's like two different options or you you just need more details before you can send over an invoice or a contract, what you can do is give them an action that brings them closer. And this is where you can have a next step section that simply says, Hey, let's make this official. Here's what you can do. Simply reply to this email or sign here. A lot of these, um, proposal programs have uh, the ability for them to sign that just lets them know, okay, great. I received the notification. You're ready to move forward. Let's hop on a call. Let's finalize this and we'll move forward. The thing is, is you want them to do something that makes them commit to something. So they have a new level of commitment. They've, they've agreed to the next steps. So now you can get that official contract written up and that probably will have some of that legal jargon because you need to protect yourself and your clients. Totally get that. But that comes after. You don't want to put that before they make the decision. You want to get them super excited to move forward. Then you can go through all that stuff. So whether it's you or your team, get on the proposal wagon. I can tell you that it's been awesome for our business. And if you want to know what we use, I will tell you that as well. Um, there's plenty, there are plenty of, um, templates. I think if you, if you do a search online, you can probably find a lot of proposal templates where you can make your own, you can send it in a PDF, you can pop it into an e-signature platform. I mean, there's so many ways that you can do this. We happen to fall really in love with better proposals. And if you want to check it out, you can go to the drawshop.com forward slash proposal, and you can get a 14 day free trial. You can actually even get your first month free. If you go through our link, the drawshop.com forward slash proposal. And, uh, we, Love it. There are definitely others out there. Um, we've tried a few. We just really liked this one. The, the, the interface was so easy. And I love having things that are just very user-friendly, very intuitive, so that I'm not overwhelming my team with you know, all this new stuff to try. Because I do have ideas all the time that I'm like, hey, let's try this. Let's try that. I, I got to keep it simple. And it really makes it so easy to create a temp- template and then just re reuse that template and personalize it, plug in what you need. It also integrates with the various CRMs. So it's awesome. And you can keep track of everything, see when somebody read it, what kind of, how much time they spent in certain areas. It's It's been an incredible tool for us. So again, that's the drawshop.com forward slash proposal. And 
you know, with these super simple tips, I mean, I really tried to make that as simple as possible. You seriously can dramatically, dramatically increase the revenue in your business because you're closing more deals. You, you can have the same amount of leads that you're getting today, and it's okay because your close rate is going to increase. It just sets you up as a pro and you're just giving the prospect an already amazing experience because you're being super clear with them on how you're going to make their lives better. And that makes them feel good. So they're already off to a great start with you. And, um, that's really a clear standout from your competition. So I'm so happy to spend this time with you today. And you know what? Congratulations on taking this next step to standing out and closing more deals till next time. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcasts where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.